Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Insider Radio Show. Today I'm speaking with dental expert Dr. Lawrence Rifkin, who operates in Beverly Hills, California. We're going to talk about oral hygiene during the COVID-19 coronavirus scare, which we are all experiencing, and the global escalation of the COVID-19 coronavirus is so important for all of us to you know, obviously do the things that we are being told by the CDC and by the other World Health Organization, but for each of us in our own daily interactions with our family, with our friends, I think it's really important that oral health is really looked at very, very closely. So I have Dr. Lawrence Rifkin, Beverly Hills Cosmetic Dentist, here with me today. Dr. Rifkin, welcome to the Aesthetic Insider Radio Show. It's a pleasure to have you back as a guest. Thank you, Angela. It's a pleasure to be back here as your guest. I love your show, the format of it, and how informative and important it is for all the public and what you're doing. So thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to speak on uh, the impact at present of the now uh, coronavirus and dental health and oral health in general. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So let me, you know, we say like obviously social distancing from potential carriers and wiping surfaces down and all of these things which... I'd like to say all of us know, but maybe all of us don't know. Um, But let's just start with, you know, the major concern for the dental environment and the oral hygiene necessary to kind of keep us all as healthy as possible. Can you can you kind of comment on that? Sure. Let me let me expand and, and just build the foundation. First of all, we have to understand that the mouth and the nose, the respiratory system, are the greatest portals of entry of these types of ATDs or aerosol transmitted diseases. So when we are in proximity of people that are either ill or can transmit these viruses, we are at risk. So the goal is to keep this particular virus out of our lungs because it is a severe respiratory disease that is highly contagious. So the the most effort uh, should be emphasized on keeping away from the virus in the first uh, first place, and then reduce the amount of bacteria and viruses that enter our respiratory system and mouth. From a dental standpoint, we need to learn how to uh, perform oral hygiene in the most effective way to keep from either self-retransmitting the bacteria or viruses to our mouth and eliminating it from the first first part. Uh, you know, please, uh, I'm going to wish, by the way, your audience uh, a healthy life, and please stay home, follow CDC, ADA, and CDA, or California Dental Association recommendations, which to give you an update, we all probably have been following the news and know that all non-essential dental appointments, uh, medical appointments, elective procedures, and things that can be postponed should be postponed right now. My office is open on an emergency basis only. uh, For urgent care, as well as my colleagues, we are here for you, but we want to always protect you by keeping our distances right now, self-quarantine, and trying to protect ourselves and our loved ones. So I'm sure we all know that. I'm being a little bit redundant, but the most important thing now is to consider all of the oral hygiene and general hygiene things that we can do to uh, protect ourselves. If I might just start and say that in the dental community, historically, we have always provided universal precautions and sterilization procedures. So the dental office or medical office environment is probably one of the safer environments because we are always wiping and disinfecting all surfaces, all equipment. We use disposable gowns, gloves, masks, uh, materials in your mouth 
to protect not only yourself but the staff. And the staff, by the way, is at the greatest risk more than, than our patients, but we care about everyone. So we, we provide that. So when we get back into treatment, when we're past this phase of quarantine, please know that the dental environment, we are always and always have been and always will be cognizant of how we can protect you and ourselves from all of these potential uh, diseases. Um, when we get into the part of uh, oral hygiene, let me explain that dental oral hygiene, again, is the most important part to produce or to reduce bacteria and viruses in our mouth. We need to um, know that we have to be aware of what the dentist does and dental hygienists do to help educate you and motivate you and ourselves. You know, the dental exam is a very important aspect of your treatment because it assesses what bacteria, what areas you might be missing so we can reduce the bacteria in your mouth. The other part of the oral health aspect of your dental appointments is also to screen for oral, for oral cancer examinations and we help reduce the amount of systemic effects from bacteria in our mouths. Try to imagine this that bacteria that enter our mouths through food and breathing and other methods of uh, sharing food, which should not be done anymore, uh, is a way, a pathway for bacteria to get into our mouths. And the gum tissue that surrounds our teeth is extremely fragile. It is one cell thick of epithelium. So bacteria that penetrate underneath your gum tissue, where we floss and brush, can go through that one cell thickness into our general circulatory system and go into our systems. So we have a systemic health issue with oral health. There is no separation between the mouth and the body. Um, also, mental health is related to this, but that's another topic altogether. The idea of getting a dental screening is so important, especially for oral cancer screening, because obviously oral cancer is it can be a very, very serious disease that can not only debilitate you severely, cause you to go through very, very uncomfortable procedures and can risk your life. It used to be that we were uh, squamous cell carcinomas of the mouth usually were mostly caused by either smoking or the abuse of alcohol. These irritants or chewing tobaccos can cause changes in the cells, causing precancerous cells to become cancerous. With the reduction of smoking in the world, uh, that cause is probably reducing, but there is a new and not so new cause of oral cancer in the mouth called HPV or the human papilloma virus. It is now on the rise. It is a form of an STD from oral genital sex. It can be passed from human to human and it can be uh, very serious. There is a vaccine for pre-puberty children uh, that can help reduce this chance, which is wonderful for the future generations, but not for adults. And because of this, for adults, we have to have a consistent lifetime exam at least every six months or at every dental appointment visit, to, uh, which is a key to early recognition. You know, early detection improves the chances of early treatment and better outcomes. Uh, catching these precancerous lesions can also help prevent it from becoming cancer itself. Some of the, the serious treatments for oral cancer can be, first, it starts with a biopsy and the diagnosis. And then if it does come back positive, we have to find the source of uh, or the type of cancer it is. And then it can be as simple as minimal excision of the lesion and follow-up, or it can actually lead to chemotherapy and radiation, which has uh, many side effects. If it spreads and it causes metastasis, lymph node involvement, 
then obviously these general systemic treatments are, are, are indicated. So we want to make sure we never get to that point. We want to make sure that you're always seeing your dentist and dental hygienist and making sure that they perform a very, very thorough head and neck and oral cancer screening in the mouth, looking at all the tissues in the mouth and the throat, checking lymph nodes and salivary glands and even your thyroid gland, and make sure that your physician does the same. But in dentistry, we get a chance to look at the mouth more deeply than your physician, so we have a better chance of noticing these types of uh, problems. So that's part of the dental office experience, you know, coming into a very clean environment, making sure that your dentists and dental hygienists are, are performing their, their duties to screen you, and making sure that you show up so that you can receive the benefits of their professional uh, care. Um, Absolutely. And, so, and let me ask you, yeah. um, how can, um, because I, I mean, at this time, you know, obviously we're not going into um, dental offices or medical facilities unless it is a true emergency. So for our listeners, you know, who are now concerned with, you know, what can they do at home? Uh, are there any yeah. home care preventative yeah. measures? I mean, I'd love for you to, you know, elaborate a little bit on that. Yes, that's, that's, that's a wonderful question, and that's one of the most important things. So beyond knowing what we should be doing to self-quarantine at the present, we won't be always doing this, but we should also be mindful of general hygiene as well as oral hygiene. Uh, the first thing to do, and I've actually modified my personal oral hygiene uh, protocol, is the first thing that we know, we need to wash our hands before performing our oral hygiene, before brushing and flossing. We need to wash our hands and probably wash our faces as well. We want to reduce the amount of bacteria viruses on our face, on our hands, before we put anything into our mouths, okay? The, the next thing is also make sure that your dental uh, hygiene tools, your toothbrush, as it were, and your floss is also clean and sterile or antiseptically cleaned uh, before putting them in your mouth. So what do we do? Uh, I'm now using what's recommended, either a 1% hydrogen peroxide rinse or an antimicrobial mouthwash for your mouth and your toothbrush before and after flossing and brushing. So how do we do this? So my protocol would be I'd wash my hands and my face. Uh, I would uh, prepare a capsule of a mouthwash that is antiseptic or the 1% hydrogen peroxide. I prepare that little capsule. I take my toothbrush and I insert it and dip it into that little capsule before I put toothpaste on it. Then I would go to my mouth. I could pre-rinse, but I can probably rinse afterwards. And then I particularly like to floss first. Now that my hands are clean and I have a brand new piece of dental floss, I can enter my mouth more safely and clean out the areas between the teeth and around the gum tissue that the floss will reach all the way around. Please uh, double check your techniques with your dental hygienist or your dentist of how to do this correctly and do it consistently. It's not enough to just brush your teeth. Most cavities and most bacteria occur between the teeth as well as around the gum tissue. So then once I get uh, my mouth flossed and I already prepared my toothbrush with the toothpaste and the antimicrobial mouth rinse on there, I've somewhat uh, controlled the amount of bacteria or viruses that are on those tools. Then I'll go in and brush my teeth thoroughly underneath the gum tissue as taught to you by your dental professional, and I'll complete that process. Then I will rinse my mouth out. And then, again, I will place the toothbrush back in the capsule of the uh, mouthwash to sterilize it again because bacteria I've removed now is back onto the toothbrush. We want to clean that toothbrush again. We want to sanitize it and put it back in its place carefully and not get it recontaminated. Then I will take the remaining capsule of hydrogen peroxide, 1%, or mouth antimicrobial mouth rinse, 
and then I will swish for about 30 to 60 seconds in your mouth. Then you can remove that, and then after that, I would wash your hands again one more time. I confirmed this and discussed this with my, uh, my internist physician and what we can do together to advise patients, and uh, we're going to wash our hands before and after as well. Um, a couple other things really should be noted as well. As we learn about these respiratory diseases, the, to perform oral hygiene, when should we do this? The best time to do this is actually before you go to sleep. And why is that? You know, when we sleep, we lie back, and we found that saliva can be aspirated into the lungs more frequently while we're sleeping. So if we have bacteria or viruses in our saliva, in our mouth, while we sleep, we want to, that saliva can go into the lungs. It's not just swallowed. So the lungs are the most fragile and, and vulnerable uh, area for these types of diseases, especially the coronavirus. So we want to make sure we minimize the amount of viruses. Not only do we brush and floss our teeth throughout the day, preferably after every meal, but also absolutely before you go to bed. And also a couple other things too. Don't share your toothbrush with anyone else. I think that should be obvious. Don't share food. Don't feed your children from your mouth to, to their mouths. We want to minimize the amount of transfer of bacteria from our mouths to our loved ones. You know, it's, it's not just the coronavirus, there's influenza, and actually even dental decay. The bacteria that are responsible for dental decay can also be transferred as a contagious disease from one person to the next. Wow. Wow, I never knew that How's about that? dental decay. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. Now, what, so let me just ask you, um, the ingredients, uh, the mouthwash ingredients that kill bacteria and viruses, as you mentioned, I mean, we may want to just reiterate that a little bit. Uh, the, the best one that the ADA recommends is one that's either approved, if you look at the bottle of any type of uh, mouthwash, it has to be approved by the ADA. Um, and that, that, that means it's been tested to be effective. The other one that's effective is a simple 1% hydrogen peroxide solution. You can rinse with that safely. Don't swallow it, of course. Don't swallow any of these. But either the hydrogen peroxide or uh, an alcohol percentage in the mouthwash will be effective at killing most bacteria and viruses. There is no uh, current literature or uh, science on the killing of the coronaviruses, but it has been likened to the SARS virus and is very vulnerable to these types of uh, oxidation process by hydrogen peroxide to, to kill that virus. So uh, that's the mouth uh, disinfectants. If you're looking at home disinfectants, uh, you have to read, again, the labels carefully as you're wiping down your counters, surfaces, doorknobs, et cetera. Uh, a lot of them claim to kill bacteria and viruses, and they probably do so. The professional surface disinfectants usually carry uh, a chemical called quaternary ammonium. These are the professional ones that you see in the dental offices, medical offices, veterinary uh, offices, and the like. Those are the professional surface disinfectants. But uh, the easiest one to do inexpensively is 1% hydrogen peroxide or pick the um, uh, antimicrobial mouthwash at the store that's over the counter. Uh, make sure it is effective and approved. It probably will also help with the breath. You know, and what I think is so great about this interview with you, um, Dr. Rifkin, is, is, I mean, this is just things that, that we should all be doing anyway. And I, and I think even though, mm -hmm. you know, we're currently talking about the coronavirus, you know, I, I'm, I am sure in the future we're going to see, 
you know, many other different types of viruses that will continue to occur in our lives and, and this oral health routine is, is really a great base to do not just now but, but really for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. It, it is a, it's a pattern for how we can better help ourselves systemically even beyond this virus. There are many other viruses and bacteria that can cause problems, heart disease, other types of cancer, Many things have been leaked to bacteria that are in our mouths that tra- penetrate to our systems and cause us to have many illnesses uh, throughout our lives. So it, this is a, a new pattern of uh, hygiene, both general and oral hygiene, and how we interact as a society to help protect one another. I think it's, uh, if there is anything positive about this, it is really causing us to inspect what we do, how we behave, and how we take care of ourselves and each other. I love it. I love it. Well, Dr. Rifkin, thank you so much for being on the Aesthetic Insider Radio. For any of our guests who are interested in learning more about Dr. Rifkin, they can go to www.drlawrencerifkin.com and his uh, office number, 310-273-0200-0200. Dr. Rifkin, again, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio, and I really look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you, Angela. I wish you and all your audience to have a very blessed and helpful life, and uh, we'll get through this. Be positive. Just do what we need to do, and we'll be, we'll be fine. I couldn't Thank agree you. with you more. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a blessed day.